0: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. DC TV Podcast. There's too many now. exclamation point. <laughs> is becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean,
1: they say you are what you eat. Oh,
0: oh no. Yeah. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luthor boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Is
2: Nasty Luthor like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio.
2: Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Scott McClellan, and I'm one of the hosts of DC Film Squadcast, And I welcome you to this live debate between Supergirl Radio's Morgan Glennon and Rebecca Johnson, which will ask the question, (laughs) is Supergirl the movie worth watching? And is based on a viewing of the director's cut. The views made in these arguments may or may not be the debater's actual thoughts on the movie. This is just an exercise in justifying a position and is meant to be done in good fun. The format of this debate will feature three-minute main arguments, two minutes of rebuttals, Three minutes of cross examination, three minutes of Q and A from the audience. So type your questions in the chat, and two minutes each for a final statement. In a Twitter poll, Supergirl radio listeners decided that Rebecca Johnson would take the affirmative side in this debate, and that Morgan Glennon would take the negative side. And listeners will have the power to choose the winner of the debate after final statements have been made. Before we begin the debate and get to the main arguments, we have a message from Supergirl herself. Helen Slater.
1: Hi, Rebecca Johnson. Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio, um, and your co-host Morgan has never seen, has never seen the movie. So I guess you're asking what I encourage her to watch. It well, it's super. 1980s. It could be fun to sort of watch just to see what was going on in the early 80s in terms of how they filmed superheroes. So sure, I encourage her. Stay safe. Hope you're well. Take care.
2: Now let's begin the debate. Rebecca, since you are making the affirmative case, you have the floor first.
3: All right. so I'm going to pull a PowerPoint up, Mm -hmm. if uh, you guys can see that, and if you'll uh, just uh, let me know when it is my time to go, and uh, we'll, uh, actually, I'm realizing I'm not going to be able to see the timer when I do <laughs> I that. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to have a timer as well. So I guess what we might do, Morgan, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I Scott- guess we could just, like, zoom it open and then close it again. I don't know, uh, uh, Scott, if you'll give us a 30 second mention, if you'll, if you'll give us just like a, you got 30 <laughs> seconds that I think that will help. I um, will.
2: I I'm good at that. Do all right, not worry. Cool,
3: cool. All right. So uh, let me know when I may begin and when the clock is going.
2: Your time begins now.
3: Okay, well, is Supergirl the movie worth watching? I'm gonna argue yes, and here's why. So the first thing is that this movie has a lot of comic book connections, especially from the Silver Age of Supergirl. There's a lot of good acting performances from the main cast, and there's a great musical score from Jerry Goldsmith, which has a u- unique instrumentation we'll get into. Uh, and there's also a lot of historic firsts that are associated with this movie as well. In terms of the comic book connections, we get to go to Argo City, where Supergirl is from. We also get to meet uh, her parents, zor and Allura and get to spend some time there. We also get to see Kara develop the Linda Lee secret identity and get to spend time in Midvale where she goes to school and that's very Silver Age of Supergirl as well. And there's a mention of Chicago, Illinois, which I think is really interesting because if you know Supergirl comic history, you know that she goes to Lakeshore University which is located in Chicago. So uh, there's also a Principal Danvers, the Principal of the Midvale School is named Danvers and so that's an homage to the family that adopts Linda Lee in the Silver Age of Comics and you might also be familiar with the Dammer's name because of the CW Supergirl TV series and uh, in this movie Linda uh, becomes friends with and roommates with Lucy Lane and she also befriends Jimmy Olsen and those two characters have a long-standing history in Supergirl comics and other media and we get to see Supergirl go to the Phantom Zone, which is, is a famous location in Superman and Supergirl mythology. And the last point I'm going to make here is that this movie has a connection to a Crisis on Infinite Earth in the comics uh, through the screen test costume that Helen Slater wore that you can see here in the PowerPoint uh, with the headband, the different S-Shield, and the different skirt. Didn't make it into the final cut of the film, but it does exist in the Crisis on Infinite Earth comics and that time period. Uh, in terms of the acting performances, Helen Slater does a really good job of balancing Kara and Supergirl and Linda Lee and makes them all very distinct. She's heroic when she needs to be, she's vulnerable when she needs to be, and most importantly, she's believable in the part. She also does some great uh, flight wire work, which the director referred to as an aerial ballet. Faye Dunaway really leans into the campiness of Selina, and she's 100% committed to the role of the performance, and I think she has a lot of fun, and I think she had a lot of fun making this movie. Peter O'Toole uh, makes great use of his limited screen time. He's not in it much, but Zaltar is crucial to the story and to growth. Brendan Vaccaro has uh, some great comic relief scenes in this and plays really well off of Faye Dunaway's Selena. In terms of the musical score, Jerry Goldsmith uh, has some unique instrumentation for the, the main theme. There's synthesizers used to mimic uh, Supergirl's takeoffs. offs And uh, there's also maybe some organ in there. And the monster theme that they use invokes re- uh, classic horror. So I think that's really cool. In terms of historical first, this is the first live-action portrayal of Supergirl, the first female-led superhero movie, the first cinematic universe, uh, because it includes Mark McClure, who played Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve Donnerverse movies. So is Supergirl the movie worth watching? I would say yes, because if you're interested in Supergirl mythology and history, History. If you like good acting performances, if you like memorable music, check it out.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh no! <laughs> I don't want to do this. This is scary. <laughs> Three minutes is not a lot of time. Barely, barely made it through. Whew. It is,
3: it is a lot. Uh, Whew, to get I should,
0: I should have been practicing today <laughs> I should have been doing. I'm sure you're going to be great. <gasps> okay. That was a great job, Rebecca. Thank you. You almost convinced me. I think like, I have an uphill battle, <laughs> so I had to work really hard for it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Okay. I guess it's my turn. All right. So um, you. Share your from, screen now. My main argument. I'm going to try to share my screen. <laughs> I'm hitting share. I <laughs> Nothing see <is> happening. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Mor- Morgan asked me if she needed to do a PowerPoint. I said, well, you don't have to. And then she went the extra mile. mile.
0: And then I was like, I mean, I might as well. <laughs> uh, it's not letting me share my screen for some reason. Let that's, me- that's really... The screen sharing was canceled. What? Okay, let me try again. All right.
3: Let's see if we can get in there.
0: Yeah, it's not letting if, me literally just did let me which is nuts
3: <laughs> okay well um we can vamp and you can email me the powerpoint maybe and i will yes. play i will play it on my side um, okay so, so uh just uh, to to vamp while morgan emails me <laughs> the the powerpoint and i can pull it up for her um scott what are your quick thoughts on uh well i guess that maybe would taint the um
2: and see, I have to remain part. I have to remain impartial. As <laughs> the moderator that's, that's, of this that's, that's
3: true. I guess I can't ask you for your thoughts. I uh, was
2: interested, though. I was looking at the chat, though. We do have people in the chat who have never seen the movie. Oh, so, so this debate actually has real stakes. Ooh. Someone, it looks oh. like they're gonna be making their decision about whether they're going to watch the movie or not uh-huh, based on uh-huh, your lady's uh-huh. arguments. So I'm just saying, you gotta bring your A game. That's, ex- okay. That's
0: extra Extra stress, Rebecca. I just sent it to you as a, a an extra little tidbit. You're now gonna have insight into my questions because I had them in the oh, same email uh, that I just forwarded well, you. Just know what? ignore them. Just ignore them. Did, did you send it to
3: um <laughs> uh, radio Super, or, Yeah. Okay. All right. I will uh, get in there. Um, I guess we should remind people that uh, we do have q and A Q&A section of the debate. So if you have any questions. Uh, that you would like us to discuss and have to respond to, um, please do that in the chat, and and Scott will be monitoring those as well. All right, so let me see if I can wait, pull wait. up.
0: I might have Let's, figured it out. I might have figured it out. Okay. Oh, oh. oh. okay. Did we I think get it? we're here? I think. Okay. We're, great. great. We're doing this. Um, can right, can we gonna, see my screen? Is everybody seeing uh, my screen? I'm, yes.
3: Uh, but we got to okay. get your uh, we got to get your PowerPoint up though. Oh, is do, the PowerPoint do,
0: not up? Just the screen?
3: Yeah, we just see the uh, yeah. screen.
0: Okay, see. Well, that's annoying. Okay, that maybe annoying. maybe we still want to.
3: All right, do so you... I will uh, I will share the screen and we will get it uh, going here, <laughs> and I'll I'll try to I'll try to follow along with you as you go, and uh, and let me know if I need to advance the slide. Okay.
0: Okay, let me know when when it's going to start.
2: And your time begins now.
0: Okay, this is why Supergirl the movie is not worth watching. It's my guide to watching this movie and wondering, how did this get made? For instance, <laughs> look at it. Why is she trying on a bra over her clothes? Okay, reason one. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. Yeah, oh, can you, can oh, you see it now? Reason one. Yes. It's too long. There's no <laughs> reason this movie has to be over two hours. Over two hours. Why? Seasons came and went, and yet you know what I was doing? Still watching Supergirl the movie. Reason number two. It's like five movies in one movie. Uh, what is this movie? Is it a fun teen movie? Is it a strange romance? It is a movie about witches? Is it a movie about saving Argo? Question: The answer to that one is no. Uh, <laughs> why decide when it can be everything? Number three, the special effects. My God, the special effects. At one point, Supergirl is nearly pulled apart by a dragon, I think. And it just looks like someone's messing with Supergirl's aspect ratio. It's like that graphic design is my passion with the frog. Okay. Number four, I don't understand the love story on like a very basic level. Like, why is Kara so obsessed with this dopey long guy, Ethan? Why is everyone so obsessed with Ethan? Why would you make a, a love story where one, one character doesn't even have a personality or is, has a under a love potion for the entire movie? Like, I understand. Ladies, I understand the dating scene's tough, but you don't need to get like a like farm equipment to get a man. Reason number five. How does Supergirl forget about saving Argo City for a good half of the movie? It's the plot of the movie. Jeez, I hope Argo City wasn't literally dying without their power source. Because Kara took time to enroll in a boarding school for basically no reason. But at least she had fun, unlike Zaltar, And, one presumes, most of dying Argo City. Oh, hey, the plot. I'm so glad I finally found this. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Hope you're still alive. (laughs) Finally... Selena is amazing, but her motivation in this movie is paper thin. Uh, Listen, no shade on Selena. She lives the way I dream of in a giant party city Halloween store where she always manages to find the perfect light. She's great. Her motivations, however, are paper thin. The movie doesn't even attempt to give her any logical motivations. Why is she so obsessed with Ethan? I don't know. She's Faye Dunaway. She seconds. doesn't need Ethan. So, I <laughs> so, uh, so those are my primary reasons. I sped through this PowerPoint, but I really cannot stress enough about the special effects. If we go back to the special effects, they are <laughs> wild. At one point, Supergirl just spends, like, what feels like 15 minutes of the movie just flying around. I felt like I was on Soren in Disney World. I was like, I get it. She's flying. Like, we don't need to see her in the mountains, in the plains. <laughs> That was so stressful.
2: Debates <laughs> oh. are
0: supposed to be stressful a little bit. Whew. Whew.
2: Okay, Rebecca, you have a total of two minutes to rebut Morgan's argument.
3: <laughs> you so may begin. It- so it seems as if uh, uh, your main parts are mostly about the special effects. And you have to remember this is 1984 and there wasn't a big budget for it. So they had to do what they had to do. Maybe they had to put uh, uh Helen Slater on a cardboard cutout and put her <laughs> in the water coming up out of it because they couldn't figure out another way to do it. It just wasn't possible. So they had to make a, a if you speed it, if you slow it down you can see that it's a cardboard cutout but that's <laughs> but that is the charming part of this movie is that they made a big budget superhero movie uh uh that with a actually a, a low budget and they made it work i mean it, only if you if you pause it at the right place will you know that that's a cardboard cutout so there are things that maybe because of the time period and because of the limitation i mean they didn't have cgi it had to be practical effects or optical effects, something like that, they had to do it. So I think that you got to give it a little grace with the special effects because uh, because of the time period and the limitations there. Um, So with Selena, she does find the perfect light all of the time. And that's the wonderful part of Selena. It's very noir. You know that she is the villain because she does find that perfect light. So you got to give her credit for that. And her motivation really... It's simple, but it's very direct, very clear. She wants to take over the world. She's all about world domination. She tells us there right at the beginning of the movie in her first scene, she is all about that. She is going to throw everyone out who, who ever spent time with her any of her friends, seconds. Nigel, Bianca, she it doesn't matter. She is a woman with a mission, and she accomplishes it for the most part. She starts taking over uh, the town of Midvale. She's got her little stormtroopers, and she's got a map. She's, she's got a direction and a purpose and a mission, and she has goals that she uh, achieves until Supergirl stops her. So, uh, maybe it's a little paper thin, but I think we got to give it credit because uh, Selena has uh, a motivation that she uh, somewhat achieves in succeeds.
2: Morgan.
0: Good job. Okay.
2: Are you ready for your rebuttal?
0: Um, uh, yes, I'm ready for my rebuttal.
2: Okay. Your time begins now.
0: Okay, I did not prepare for this part, so it's going to be a lot more scattered. Um, The water thing is an interesting point that you brought up with the special effects. Does, does supergirl just dive into the water to get to Argo City is Argo City atlantis like why 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 is the water even involved in this in any way I had so many questions and the plot had no uh had no idea how to answer them and didn't really care like why is Argo City wrapped in saran wrap and a butterfly can break through doesn't that seem like a big problem to anyone else uh Selena I thought, Selena worked the best because you don't have to get too into a villain's motivations. But even still, why was she so hung up on Ethan? Having Uh, another character in the movie go like girl i don't even get what you see in him and her being like i don't either i must have him is not good writing it's very bad writing what was the point of nigel even like what was nigel's point he's just like a mean teacher who's also a warlock who sometimes dresses in like a full body leisure suit like what is Ethan's deal, we never find out. We never find out what Ethan's deal is. Why is Ethan so obsessed with Selena? She's clearly not into him at all. And he has that other girl with the weird glasses who's super into frogs and stuff that he sh- he should really be pairing up with. I guess I just had like so many questions about this movie, but really 30 it goes seconds back to me to the fact that the whole movie is supposed to be about getting the omega hedron to save Argo City. Of which point Supergirl forgets about for a good half of the movie. She's like barely even looking. And when she does look at she's just kind of like, ooh, look at flying's great. And I love it. And like, oh, there's a city. But she's not like really looking hard. And I know this because Selena lives in her town and she still somehow doesn't manage to find the Omega Hedron. It's crazy.
1: <sighs>
2: All right. <laughs> <sighs> Morgan, the energy
1: you, you you guys.
2: you bring the energy. Okay, <laughs> it is time for Rebecca's cross examination. She has three minutes, Morgan, to ask you questions.
0: Okay. I get to answer? Do I? Is it like a back and forth, Rebecca?
2: Rebecca, like, you're nice. muted. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, let me unmute myself. So yes, this will be a back and forth okay. time. I'll be able to ask you questions, and you can respond to me. And so we'll we'll just uh, keep cool. it going. So my 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 first question uh, for Morgan is, uh, so what are you? So we talked a little bit about Faye Dunaway, Selena. What do you think about her in comparison to the Selena? Because we saw her in the CW yeah. Supergirl in season three as part of the World K- Killer storyline. So uh, what do you think about them in, in
0: comparing them? Which which one of them do you think was better? Oh, I mean, I'm taking Faye Dunaway anytime. Like she literally lives in like a Halloween party city. You know, if it was modern times, she. Would would have that 12-foot-tall Home Depot skeleton, and that's <laughs> the kind of energy I like a villain to bring.
3: Well, it is... I mean, she needs an evil lair, and I think that's a, a good place a good place to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree. I think uh, Super, Supergirl, the movie, does a really good job with uh, Selena and making her feel like a real witch. The, the CW Supergirl, she... I don't know, she kind of didn't do much most of the time, and, and she... she kind of forgot like, about her. Yeah, she didn't feel like a, a, a real... I don't know. She it was it was not uh, what i was uh, hoping it would be in terms of the magical witch aspect of it so yeah i would agree that uh- the, in terms of Selena's I think uh supergirl the movie was better and I don't um, remember
0: that other Selena always being able to find her light that way like I know <laughs> she never did
3: she did not have the the perfect noir light that's definitely a, a point to Faye Dunaway. and uh so I was curious because I love the Phantom Zone scenes and uh I, that was one of the places where the special effects uh had a little bit to do with the the mirror and stuff but it not so much it was a physical set 30 seconds. so uh, so I'm curious, what were your thoughts on the Phantom Zone scenes in the movie?
0: I like the Phantom Zone, zone the Phantom Zone scenes because I liked watching Helen Slater and Peter O'Toole play off of each other. I, I think the actors in this movie are actually really good. They're just given such ridiculous material. And Peter O'Toole was like, I'm Peter O'Toole. I don't know what's happening in this movie. Let's go climb up the rocks. And I like that energy. Uh, he was just committed. He's like, I don't care what this is. Let's do it.
2: All right, Morgan, it is your time. Okay, cross examine Rebecca. Are you ready?
0: Okay, I'm trying to decide what my most important <laughs> questions are.
2: Well, your time begins now.
0: Rebecca, did Zaltar send himself to the Phantom Zone and why would he do that? <laughs> uh, out of guilt, mostly. Uh,
3: he, uh, you know, Supergirl gets into the the space pod and, and flies through the binary chute to go to Earth. And she does that out of guilt, too. So there's a lot of guilt. They, they feel really bad about the Omega Hedron and the, and the butterfly getting through the paper-thin uh, veneer of Argo City. And so uh, a lot of it is out of guilt. Our, uh, Zaltar is the founder of Argo City, and he feels like he should have known better to protect his people. And so when he, when he messes up, he gives the Omega Hedron to Kara, and and cara as a, a teenager i guess we don't know exactly how old she is in this movie uh which is a little weird with the ethan love story because i don't know how old he is <laughs> so sure that that brings up a little bit of a question but uh, since i'm trying old to argue to have he, a business. <laughs> maybe maybe he didn't go all the way through high school i think it should be fine um but uh but zaltar feels really bad about uh letting the people of argo city down and so he does say i'm going to send myself to the phantom zone and i think that's actually very sacrificial he does car really is the the problem person here she's the one who caused the issue um, and she takes it upon herself to to rectify that mistake but zaltar takes it upon himself because he he knows that car was just doing some innocent you know playing with the megahedron and in the, in the butterfly and so uh or or the or the insect whatever it was and so uh she uh she goes and t- tries to take ownership of that and he does as well and so I think that's really uh uh, impressive for him to be somebody who will own up to his mistakes and, and, and punish himself. And, uh, so he does, um, a, a lot in the Phantom Zone to help Kara find herself as a hero, and 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 is really that uh, Joseph Campbellian, uh, you know, wise old sage who helps her find herself and, and get her to the next step of her her hero's journey. And so Zaltar, I think, is a really important aspect of Supergirl the movie, and that's why I really love the Phantom Zone scenes
0: because you, you get to see that character uh, drama. Base. Nice.
2: Very nicely done You
0: really went with the Zoltar question (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot to say about Zoltar
2: (laughs) Okay So I've been been scanning the chat And I've been looking for questions uh, To ask either one of you So I'm going to start off with Rebecca And our time is going to begin Now Rebecca Which one was worse? The special effects budget Or the CW wig budget?
3: Ooh, that's tough. Uh, the wigs are notoriously terrible on the CW. Uh, I think. Uh, ooh, that's tough because you can get you can get different wigs, but you can't make up for some bad effects in a film. So uh, maybe I would have to say uh, what's worse is the uh, the the effects on on Supergirl. But uh, but maybe the CW uh, should know better. But if I had to pick one, I guess I would say uh, the the movie's uh, uh, effect
2: budget. Okay, Morgan. Why was Supergirl holding an electrified pole to fight the evil?
0: Oh God, I wish I knew. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think she just pulled up a pole, like out of the ground, and then was just and just like electrified it, and then just used it to to fight. I mean, it seems like property damage to me. Is all I'm saying. But she's a little new here. We'll just let her have that. Okay. Uh, m- uh, moderator, do I have a chance to uh,
3: <laughs> respond to that question you, as well?
2: You have a chance to respond to that as well.
3: Okay so maybe there is a little bit of property damage there's a car that's <laughs> destroyed and it's right in the in the school that Linda has been living in and going to class she goes to she goes to like computer class in so it she, she should know better but the the reason that it's an invisible monster I think I think I, I, this is not a confirmation, but it, it's it's a shadow creature. You know, Selena says power of shadow a lot, and so I think the monster is a shadow. So it comes out when when there's light, and when there's you know, it it can keep itself as a shadow unless it wants to reveal itself, like it does in the end. So that I think is part of the reason why it's kind of an invisible creature. Makes sense. I thought
0: it was for the budgetary reasons. <laughs>
2: Morgan, I have to ask you this question. Sure. Who would win a fashion showdown between Selena and oh. Lena Luther?
0: Oh my goodness, this is this is really hard because Lena Luther obviously clavicle game very tight. However, <laughs> Faye Dunaway is like big earrings, lots of robes, different colors, everything's just kind of moving. Is she in a kimono? Why? <laughs> um, so I think just, just in terms of like variety of fashion choices, I think Selena wins.
2: Okay. Rebecca, I have a question for you. Sure. Would you like a squirt? Uh,
3: I, I don't think I would. It seemed like Cara uh, was not a big fan of the squirt. Uh, it seemed a little disgusting. I don't know what kind of liquid that you can find on the Phantom Zone to drink. So uh, it was probably pretty gross. So I, I don't think I uh, I would enjoy it. But but she try- I think she tries it and s- sort of spits it out. She doesn't like it very much. So I, I think if I had the choice,
0: I, I wouldn't take it.
2: Morgan, do you think Peter O'Toole wanted more screen time?
0: i think he had exactly the amount of screen time that he won it and do i think he might have been drinking during this movie maybe like why not
2: <laughs> oh excellent questions thank you chad i had fun with that i'm sorry i didn't get to everyone's questions but that was the amount of time that we had so morgan you have this is your opportunity for your final statement
0: Oh God, (laughs) I should have better prepared for this in all ways. I made the PowerPoint and I was like, I did it.
2: (laughs) All right. You have two minutes for your final statement and your time begins now.
0: Well, I did not make a PowerPoint for my final statement. I'll be honest. I thought about it, and then I didn't. And now I wish I had. Um, so instead, my final statement is really going to go back. It's going to hanker back to the questions, the many questions that I had from watching this movie. Like, what was the point of the Midvale section? I still don't really understand. Like, this movie did not know what it wanted to be. It was five different movies. It was so many different movies. Ethan. If you take him out of the movie, it's arguably a better movie. And also, he had no, like, character progression because he was under a love potion for the entire time. It doesn't make sense to have him on there. Why doesn't Selena ever listen to her girl, Bianca? Bianca's always given her good advice. Bianca's like, that dude, he's not that great. He doesn't even seem smart. He's not even all that... He's he's fine looking but like d- don't like stop your world domination plans for him. Uh but she doesn't listen for some reason. Also what happened to Selena at the end? Was she sent into the phantom zone or did they throw her into a mirror? Did Supergirl become a twister? Why did Supergirl become a twister? Like I don't understand. Like did did we did we understand how Supergirl was able to change her whole look, I don't think they ever explained that power at all. She was like, oh, cool, I can fly. And also I can automatically change my hair color while that would be good. And also cost saving, definitely. I don't, I don't understand how it works exactly. And that really, if I'm coming down to it, is a lot of my feedback for this movie. It's a lot of things that I didn't understand how it was working. How does this one element tie to this other element? The movie was like, what if we did this, 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 and this? And somebody in the room was like, cool, how do you string those together? And then somebody laughed and said, we don't. And that's how you get Supergirl the movie. Just a bunch of random things.
2: All right, Rebecca. Time for your final statement.
3: <laughs> well, I I did make a PowerPoint, nice. so uh, well played. So, uh, it's 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 one slide, so don't get real excited about it. <laughs> All right, uh, let me know when you guys can see this because I won't be able to see it.
2: We yep. are good. So your All time right, so- begins now.
3: Well, uh, first of all, before I get to my final statement, I just want to thank everybody for watching this experimental episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, thank you to my formidable opponent, Morgan Glennon, for participating in this silliness and uh, for actually watching the the movie after uh, podcasting about Supergirl for five years and not having watched it. And I also want to thank Scott and Bill uh, Meeks, who's behind the scenes, helping us with this live stream. So I just want to thank everybody uh, for joining us tonight. It, uh, is Supergirl the movie worth watching? Um, I, I realize. I, I mean, I have to be objective about it. It's dated. It's a dated movie. It's from the '80s. It's got flaws. It's not perfect. Uh, but I think this movie uh, is worth watching because it honors the past. It honors Supergirl in the Silver Age, and it, it does a really good job with depicting those that iteration. And it also influences influences future Supergirl stories. So in Smallville, Kara goes to the Phantom Zone on Supergirl on the CW. We hear a Kara associated with the Phantom Zone, and so. It, It it influences future storylines that came after it. Uh, Sterling Gates referenced... my name is Cara Zorel, and I don't scare easily. In one of his comics, uh, we saw the Omega Hedron on the Supergirl TV series. Selena was introduced in DC Rebirth uh, recently. So it took her a couple of decades to get in there, but she finally did. And I think for any Supergirl fan, uh, this movie's worth watching because the story is about her. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Supergirl centric and it's different from Superman. It, it uh, tries to make it a fairy tale story or an adventure fantasy story instead of science fiction. And so it separates her and makes her her distinct from Superman. It builds her mythology out with Argo City and Zor-El and Car and uh el and Allura and Midvale, and she gets to save the day. She's the hero of this movie. So the more I learn about Supergirl comics and the more that I read them, I really appreciate what they were trying to do with this film, because I think, ultimately, this movie is a really faithful adaptation of the Silver Age, and that's the time period in which Supergirl was created, and when... All right.
2: (laughs) For everyone in the chat, you get to decide the outcome. If you agree that Rebecca has won this debate and has convinced you that Supergirl, the movie is worth watching. Please type Rebecca in the chat. If you agree with Morgan that you should just pass and put and never put this movie on your TV ever again, type Morgan in the chat. (laughs) Time begins now vote. Let's see your votes. (laughs) Rebecca, Morgan, let's see it.
3: I I mean, who had the harder time really doing this? (laughs) Who had the more difficult?
0: Oh, Oh. Oh. Guys, come on, have you seen the movie? <laughs> oh no,
2: some people actually haven't seen the movie. But the question is, are <laughs> no. they are they gonna go watch it?
0: I think Rebecca might have convinced them to go watch it, but I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna get about halfway in and you're gonna be like looking scrolling Instagram just for a break. <laughs> I had to pause it and just scroll, just to take my mind off of what I was watching.
2: <laughs> oh, I like this one, Rebecca, but with much alcohol. I love the qualification. <laughs> oh.
0: Fair. That's fair. That probably would have helped. Oh. (laughs) Wait. I would do that fashion breakdown. (laughs) I would do it. There's a lot happening in that movie. Okay. That's that's totally possible.
2: I have to call it at this point. I'm calling it. Rebecca has won the debate.
0: Supergirl the movie
2: is worth watching, according to Supergirl Radio and its listeners and viewers.
0: Somebody said I convinced them to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you did your best.
3: And, no, I'm uh, so good at debating. I debated your side for you. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I debated your side a little bit too. So I think we uh, uh, we we were pretty objective, even though we were trying to make our our points. All right. Well, um, I guess that's gonna do it for us, uh, Scott. So you want to close out the debate, and um, and we'll uh, continue on.
2: Absolutely. This marks the end of the Supergirl the movie debate. Thanks to both of our debaters, Rebecca Johnson and Morgan Glennon, for participating.
3: All right. Well, uh, thank you to Scott for serving as a moderator (laughs) for us because it's too much to do all of this and try to keep time and to switch everything. And so uh, I think that really helped a lot so thank you to Scott uh, go check him out over on DC film Squadcast he actually talks about DC films all the time so that was really fitting for for him to be here with us talking about a another DC film that was actually uh, one of the one of the first uh, not uh, not the first but one of the first, definitely the first uh, female led uh, DC superhero movie. So go check him out at squadcastmedia.com. And uh, thank you to Bill Meeks, who is uh, one of our longtime podcasting friends who uh, was behind the scenes, pushing all the buttons for us. And um, I guess it, just to, to kind of hang out here, if anybody does have any questions about Supergirl, the movie or any thoughts that we didn't get to, uh, <laughs> you can put it, you can put them in the chat and, uh, and uh uh <laughs> now that we're not on a strict timeline anymore. No, 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 we can't we can't uh be a little more um uh uh not lazy with it, but a little more casual. <sighs> um that was I, very
0: stressful. It I was I very like stressful. I spent the entire time yelling. <laughs> I feel like my debate style is angry. I don't know. <laughs> I, I apologize, I was not angry at you. I was uh, like i, I, I was like Rebecca, let me tell you something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'm, I was very anxious to, to hear your thoughts because uh, I saw your live tweeting uh, as you watched it, and I, that gave me a little bit of a heads up. Um, uh, yeah. So. So I'm actually glad that you finally watched the movie now. I feel I feel, feel pretty good about that. And I hope you feel pretty good about that, um, even though it was probably um, a real it, journey, journey for you. It was a
0: whole journey, believe me. <laughs> I also want the answer to this question. What did you think of Ethan? Was, was there something, was there some je ne sais quoi about Ethan that I was just missing that I just couldn't grasp? I think it really boiled down to he he's an attractive guy who uh,
3: uh, started off the movie shirtless working in the yard. And uh, that's kind (laughs) of it. Uh, You got to you got to give Ethan a little grace because he does spend most of the movie under a love potion. And somehow it makes him smarter. I don't know how love potions do that, but he's, he's quoting, I, I don't know what he's quoting some sort of poetry. Uh, I don't know if it's Shakespeare. I I, I didn't really go into, it. we should probably look into what he's actually quoting. If anybody <laughs> knows in the chat, let us know. Uh, but the thing that I was curious of watching, I've watched it several times. I've watched it since I was a kid. Uh, I watched it five years ago when Supergirl radio did our season zero episode. And I've been rewatching it to, to prepare for this. So it, in each time that I've watched it, I've, I have a little bit of a different stance on Supergirl, the movie. And so this time around, I was wondering about his age. That was that was the big thing. <laughs> yeah, that
0: I, wondered I was questioning about that as well, because presumably he's old enough to have his own business. At the end of the movie, when he gets in his truck, it was like Ethan's landscaping. And I was like, so he's a small business owner, but but he's in love with this high school Girl, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little. The eighties, <laughs> May,
3: maybe they were only a couple of years difference. I don't know, but it it did stick out to me. I, it was something that I questioned. Um, but I think the actor did an okay job. Uh, with the part, he doesn't really do much. Um, he's but what I think is uh interesting about this movie in terms of Ethan is that he's kind of the damsel in distress. He the the ro- roles of what you would think of a superhero movie they're they're reversed, and so he's the one that has to get saved. He's the one. Um, who is in danger, and and Supergirl has to save him. So I think that's the the positive for Ethan there.
0: Yeah, I think that the problem with Ethan, there were a couple problems with Ethan. Um, the my main problem with Ethan is that presumably he doesn't really have a real personality throughout most of this movie. He's just like love whammyed by a spell. And so I, my other problem is is like is that what Ethan thinks is is romantic? I mean. Some of the lines he was he was uh, he was throwing at her. I was like, you're lucky she's a literal alien from another planet and you're the first man she's met because that's the only way any of this would work.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird about Ethan because he has a little bit of a different personality when he first goes into Selena's party city later. Um, he he's chewing on a, a, a toothpick or something. And he, he kind of <laughs> sounds like he, he's not real smart. And then yeah. all of this,
0: and then all of a sudden he knows also, all. He's, the- he's not into commitment. He wants you to know that right off the bat. He's like, listen, lady, uh- I I like what's going on here. I like the vibe that you're into me. I love this party city. I love it. But I want you to know, Ethan don't commit. (laughs) He he did make that very clear to her when she was hitting on him. So maybe that was his character arc in the the story.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he did uh, have... Um, maybe a slight arc it wasn't it wasn't much uh if you were talking about selena having a paper send motivation he definitely had a paper send uh arc as well
0: although he seems pretty genuine by the end he does i think rachel points uh points out a good point why wouldn't they have chosen one of cars comic book boyfriends for this
3: uh possibly budgetary the only one that they could probably have done would have been dick malvern uh because Brainiac thought Brainiac Five and Jero the Mer the the Merboy uh, would have been really difficult to do because of the special effects. So, oh yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think maybe they could have gone with Dick Malvern though. I think you could have made Ethan Dick Malvern, and it would have been the same story.
0: That's true. A- A- Anthony wants to know if we had to send somebody to the Phantom Zone, would it be Ethan or Monell? Are we? T- hmm. Ooh. Uh, hmm. I mean, I didn't have to send them because I have nothing against either of them. Like, they're not great, but I don't think that they deserve to go to the Phantom Zone.
3: Yeah, that's kind of for criminals.
0: Uh... <laughs> <And> Zaltar, apparently.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Zaltar thought he had he had committed a crime against his people, uh, so he he felt really bad about that. Um, if we had to pick, I guess this is a snap judgment. Um, I'm gonna say Monel.
0: Yeah, see, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna go with Ethan. <laughs> Because at least like I know Monel's personality, I don't know he's like it. But Ethan, like Ethan, what what is up with you? Who who is Ethan really? <laughs> Monel
3: tried to hit on uh Cara while he was married, so that's <gasps> that's a
0: good point. That's a very good point. That, that's
3: that's kind of what I leave Monel with. So I'm I'm not a uh, real happy with that.
0: <laughs> um, somebody asked, uh, why did we decide to have this debate?
3: Mostly because Morgan had never watched Supergirl the movie and we were trying to think of a way to do that because we had previously done on Supergirl radio a recap. I did it with Teresa Jacino way back. I think it was like one of our first episodes. I remember
0: listening to that episode and the the, the reason I remember is as I was watching it, I was like, Omega Hedron. (laughs) (laughs) I know that word. (laughs)
3: yeah so so we had already kind of done a like a recap and a discussion a review of it and we had already gone over the trivia and the audio commentary stuff and a lot of facts about the movie so there was there was really no need to recreate that and so i thought it might be more fun to do something a little different and uh morgan i have to give it up to morgan she was so game about it um I thought it was probably going to be something really silly to propose. Uh, but she was like, sure, it sounds fun. Uh, so
0: thank you for doing that. You know, not I'm many people up would. For, like, the weirdest, the weirder the idea is, the more excited I generally am about it. She's like, do you want to do Supergirl, the movie? I was like, yeah, I guess it's probably time for me to watch. She's like, as a debate. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> Even though I should have known that. that um, would have required me to do some preparation and i did very little but i did put together that powerpoint and i'm the powerpoint PowerPoint was (laughs) magnificent i mean mostly used from from uh pictures i took on my phone as i watched the movie (laughs) and tweeted them
3: It it was uh, flawless, so thank you for doing that because I know that took a little bit extra work. Um, but uh, but I think the 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 format I think worked because we were still able to sort of justify our points and ask each other questions and have a little bit of a dialogue. So I think that the debate was fun, something different that we've never done. Um, so I'm glad we were able to do that. And I tried to wear my 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 lady blazer. I tried to dress up a little bit. Oh,
0: nice. Oh, I should have. I just. I was just wearing my uh my <laughs> Sunny Danvers shirt. I you was know, like, team. You know, that's 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 appropriate as well. I thought so. Um, so Harley wants to know for me, uh, have I read much of the Supergirl comic books, and where she related in your, where she rated in your superhero totem? So I've read most most of the superhero comics, uh, Supergirl comics. I've read have been with this podcast. Um, so I don't have a very extensive Supergirl knowledge. And I've kind of done that. I want to say I've done it purposely, but we know I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I keep meaning to read them. And I just didn't. But now I'm kind of doing it purposely because I'd kind of rather experience them as we end up reading them uh, in the future. So I'm like, well, let's not like spoil myself so that like when I'm when we eventually talk about some of these runs, I've like read them before and they're like, old hat to me like I want to come in fresh um so I've mostly just been reading the rebirth stuff and then the um I read Supergirl being super and then what was the the really nice one with that Sterling Gates wrote that we loved Uh, Adventures of Supergirl
3: yeah yeah so we but but you read that I think while we were podcasting about it oh
0: yeah yeah it wasn't independent and uh, uh where does she she rates very highly on my superhero totem she's like at the top obviously yeah,
3: yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I'm I'm that way about the Supergirl comics as well because uh, I've I've actually put off uh, just a little confession here, uh, Supergirl being super because I know we want to do that eventually on the podcast, so I'm waiting. That's one of the ones that I'm waiting on uh, to read as we podcast, but I, I've read up through. Um, I'm kind of still in the eighties right now reading Supergirl comics, but I've read most of the stuff that comes after that, the, the matrix Supergirl and, and the, uh, the return of Supergirl in 2006 and and beyond. So,
0: Oh, I just remembered, I, I read a little silver age stuff um, when I was on Corey's Supergirl power hour podcast. Um, and that stuff truly, truly is a journey. Uh, that stuff is wild. Um, so I'm excited to eventually read some of that stuff again. Cause I was just like, Wait, what's happening now?
3: <laughs> uh, there's there's more wackiness uh, to come with the Silver Age, uh, so you'll definitely enjoy that when we. If we ever go back to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Mark wants to know if I watched the film specifically looking for reasons not to watch it. And if so, did that take me out of the movie? So I'll be honest. Um, I had heard of the movie before. I had heard its reputation. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself in for when I was watching it. I will agree. I, I did kind of watch it to look for reasons not to watch it. I I think I went in that way initially and i was like oh argo and like argo is just surrounded by saran wrap and like a butterfly just broke up their whole ecological system that seems like a glitch in the matrix there but uh but i I would say by like an hour in all those responses were genuine at that point because i was (laughs) like whoa what's going on now i don't I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I mean,
3: there there are definite uh, flaws to the story, and I,
0: I think you I think you make a good point that you
3: could take some p- plot points out of it and make it you know just you could simplify the story a little bit and make it a little stronger as a story. I, th- I think that was a that was a good point. Um, let's see. I think people liked the debate format. Uh, there was also a suggestion to do uh, <laughs> another debate: the greatest
0: Lena Luther outfit of all time. That would be that would Ooh, be really tough. That's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough one. I think I kind of probably have an idea <laughs> gray sweater, but I mean, so many good looks. Like that would be way tougher than this debate. I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that works as a debate because you have to have uh, one of the tricky parts of setting up this debate was thinking about what what we were going to debate um, because usually when I've seen, I've I'm a, I'm a nerd. I've I've watched like professional debates and I've I've, and when I was living in Atlanta, I went to a debate um, just to, you know, see people argue points and, and, So that's usually how they go. They have something that they're actually debating back and forth and you have to take a side on. And so that was kind of the tricky thing about this movie is what we were going to debate. And I think that would be tricky with Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom, um, because that's such a big, broad topic.
0: And I feel like we would also just end up agreeing with each other. Like you would say, like, remember this outfit? And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. That is great. Like (laughs) (laughs) The only debate in history where we're like, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, actually.
3: Yeah, that would be really tough. Um oh, but I mean PowerPoint presentations. I mean, yeah, that that we're in for. We, I feel we, like we've done that. We Have kind we? of already did, actually. We did um I think it was in our season retrospective for season five. We did a a really big rundown of Lisa Lena Luther's uh, wardrobe and uh, we rediscovered, I think some, some outfits we had forgotten about. Some hidden
0: Uh, treasures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: So that is a good way to do it though. Um, And I think that's uh, visually appealing for anybody watching the live stream with us. Um, So that's, that's good.
0: So I had a question that I didn't get to get to on my Mm. cross-examination. So (laughs) I'm just interested. If you had to take out like one element from the movie that you think would have made it better, what element would you have taken out? Oh, that's
3: so hard. Uh, Not, (laughs) not the, the Argo city stuff. I think, I like the Argo City uh, book ending. It starts in Ar- Argo City and she returns the Omega Hedron. I'm spoiling all of this for people who have not seen it. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert, she saves the day and saves her people. Um, but she goes back to Argo City and it sort of starts like it began. So it's full circle. So I like all of that. Um, ooh, that's tough. Because uh, I like the Midvale stuff because it does honor that part of Supergirl history. So I like that. But Also, you make a good point that she does
0: spend a lot of time uh, going to class, (laughs) which is is a problem. Mike says boarding school here in the chat. So I feel like the boarding school could have worked if they had given it some reason to exist. You know, like there's some reason or maybe like she's sure the Omega Hadron is in that boarding school. So she's going undercover. But as it was, it's like she watched some people like she watched some girls play field hockey and was like, that seems fun. And she she plays field hockey herself. She actually yeah. gets in a game and play,
3: plays field hockey. Um, uh, maybe the Nigel stuff. <laughs> the Nigel stuff makes no sense. Nigel, you don't really need him because you could just give Selena that knowledge. And then because Nigel was really only there to be a, a mentor to Selena and give her that um that wand at the end. That's really the only w- reason he's yeah. there. Because they, they kind of have a weird, like, uh, romantic interest. Yeah, like, he's really into Selena. her. She's not really
0: into him at all. Yeah, she yeah, uses him.
3: Strange. And so I think you could maybe take that out. Because Nigel <laughs> Nigel's not really necessary.
0: Anthony says he would take out Monster Bulldozer. And I think that's a fair point. My favorite part of the Monster Bulldozer scene, besides <laughs> everything uh, (laughs) was that car just watches all of this destruction happen car is standing outside with everybody else just watching the whole town get destroyed watching this guy running away from this bulldozer and she's like Weird day. Meanwhile, <laughs> Lucy Lane immediately springs into action. No pa- superpowers whatsoever. Runs up to the bulldozer. Gets inside. Tries to turn the thing around. Gets knocked out. And at that point, only after half the town is destroyed, Car is like, I guess it's Supergirl time. <laughs> well, if I was going to
3: defend uh, Linda in that situation, <laughs> I would say that I think the, uh, the really nice storytelling choice there is that... Linda would see or Linda or Kara, however you want. She's Linda at that point because she's in her midfield yeah. um, uh, clothes. I like the fact that she sees a human being be heroic. And that's, uh, that's a good example for her. And it's something that shows the, uh, the bravery of a human to do that, even though she doesn't have any superpower. She gets in there. And I think that's a very lame thing to do. Uh, Lois is like that too, so I think that that and it gives Lucy Lane something to do and and gives her a little bit of a, a, a heroic act in the movie. And I think for for Linda, at the time, she did not know how to because she's still kind of just getting used to the secret identity thing. So it's one of those things where it's like, when do I change? When do I become Supergirl? But then once she does, she she saves the day.
0: Yeah, I think I would have gotten rid of Ethan if i had to if i had to pick from the many many st- story threads in this movie i think that ethan could lift out there's they never really justify his existence in the movie they they never explain why selena is so into him it's again it's it's bad writing to have like selena's best friend go like i don't get what you see in him and for her answer to be like he's hot like
3: well i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to cuz
0: couldn't she aim her sights higher I would understand if Bianca, Bianca was rich. into him too, though. <laughs> Bianca was into him too. She was like, he's hot. But then after a while, it became like, this is too much for this lawn guy, which is <laughs> which is when I was like, you're right, Bianca, you're right. And I feel like if he was rich, because they had established that uh, Selena and Bianca were pretty broke. They were living in a abandoned party city, and no merchants in town were taking their uh, uh, decorative skulls as money anymore. <laughs> and so... And they had but, trouble recruiting people to their exactly their, their coven. They were they're trying to recruit people to their coven. They d- they hadn't discovered yet that if you just make it a multi level marketing scheme, you'll get everybody <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> they weren't selling leggings yet, so uh, they hadn't quite fi- cracked that code. So if if Ethan was like really handsome, but also like debonair and rich, I could understand the idea of her being like, oh, let's get that guy. He has a lot of money all of her money problems will be solved. But as it was, he was like a lawn guy. I don't know that maybe he's got a really flourishing lawn business, but how old is he also? because <laughs> Is he just like a, a genius in the lawn biz? He's
3: like, she, Selena does say that she sees his truck around town a lot. So it's e- good either, business. <laughs> either all the other women are trying to seduce him or, uh, he's got a popular business that uh, does really well. Um, I, I would ask you, do you would you remove the love story or is it just Ethan
0: as a character? <laughs> I think, uh, you know what? I think they could have done a decent love story, but the way that they structured the whole love story was so, so much of a mess that I would have just removed the whole love story too. If they had gotten like a good love interest for her, I have no problem with her having a love interest, but like having a love interest who's kind of only into her because of a love potion who's possibly substantially older than her like who's not actually himself for the entire movie none of that is super romantic to me uh also ethan's kind of a kind of a dope so (laughs) yeah uh
3: i think some of the the love stuff could have gone out, but I think back in the in the eighties, I think they almost probably thought you had to have a love interest. I I assume that
0: that's the case. they were like a lady, a lady superhero show. Where a superhero movie, like where is her love interest? Like, <laughs> like well, but remember also
3: Christopher Reeve had had one as well. So yeah, I don't, I don't and think I, it's I think out of the realm of possibility.
0: And I think love interests are like a, a pretty well established super superman like superhero movie um thing like i think almost all the superhero movies have a love interest i can't even remember the last one i watched that didn't maybe captain marvel but so all the superhero movies have love interest it was just this one was so so bad and so, yeah, I just not I the think best. You could
3: have gotten around that maybe because the the basic premise of a love interest, especially with superhero movies, is that it, they give the the hero a reason to fight, a reason to save the day. And I think you could have done that with the the Midvale School and Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? She was already trying to fight on behalf of her friends. I don't I don't know why that couldn't have just been the motivation there.
0: Yeah, I mean, she could have been fighting to save Jimmy and Lucy. And I don't. arguably that would have made more sense to me because at least she had like a personal connection to them as you know, people in their right state of mind. Unlike Ethan, who was just kind of this weird guy who was like, may I compare these to a summer's day? And it's like, no, Ethan, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> she she even asks him, uh, "Are you crazy?" Uh, so uh, so I
3: think uh, even Cara uh, thought he was a little weird. Uh, we do have a question. Do you prefer Helen Slater as Supergirl or as Mama Eliza Danvers? Oh, what would you say to that, Ooh. Morgan?
0: That's tough. I mean, I love her as Eliza Danvers. But she was a really good Supergirl. I think, honestly, to me, watching it, the real tragedy of this movie is that Helen Slater would have been a great Supergirl in, like, a good Supergirl movie. She would have been fantastic. Like, I feel like we would have seen a bunch of these movies if this one had been good. Like, there would have been Supergirl 2 and 3 and, like... The cast is good. Helen Slater is great. Like it's, the movie around them is strange, but uh, I think I prefer her as Supergirl. Yeah. I really liked her as Supergirl. Yeah. She
3: was 19 when this movie finished. Um, so she was very young. Ju- I mean, that's just oh, at of wow. high school. Um, and she, she trained like an Olympic athlete. She did swimming and running. And uh, so she was, uh, you know, very fit to be a, she had to be to do all that aerial ballet stuff with, with her. And I think that's one of the strong suits of the movie is that they make they visually depict Supergirl flying is very different from Superman. And I like that. They they did a good job of separating um, those two out because, as we have seen sometimes, uh, they basically just uh, translate Supergirl as a female Superman uh, I'm not naming names, but uh, <laughs> you will probably figure that out. Um, so I like that there's there's a difference there, especially in the flying. And if you know Supergirl the movie history or listen to the audio commentary or watch the behind the scenes, uh, you'll, you'll know that, uh, and I highly recommend the Blu-ray because it's got all that stuff, uh, you'll know that uh, they initially were going to start on Krypton and they were going to show the destruction of Krypton, but they scrapped it because they thought it was too similar to Superman. And Superman was actually going to be part of the movie. Christopher Reeve's oh. Superman was going to be in it. He was going to... um I think he was supposed to fall ill. He was supposed to be sick. I think Selena was going to make him sick because of the whole magic thing or whatever. And uh, Supergirl was going to have to save the day and save him as well. And so there is that aspect of it that they could have put Superman in. But I'm glad that they didn't because she stands on her own in this one. And her story is uh, uh, very different and distinct from his. So I I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't think that that Supergirl needs to have Superman you know, constantly around. We we get it. He's around. He's there. She got to see that poster of him,
3: and that's uh, a nice. I think that's a nice moment uh, when she sees the Superman poster in in the room. Um. um uh. Have, oh. Oh, uh, oh. Oh. I was just gonna uh, point out what Bill okay. said about a buddy movie with Kara and Peter. O'Too- so, would you have wanted to see more Zaltar? Oh my God!
0: Yes, yeah, I loved Zoltar. I loved Zoltar. Zoltar felt like he was in a completely different movie sometimes, <laughs> and I really liked it. Um, I liked his little sweaters. I like he had like a very, very like professor vibe with his like little checkered sweaters. Like, <laughs> um, I I would have watched a whole movie with just her hanging out with Zoltar, and I think that. Honestly, the scenes in the beginning with and Altar and the scenes in the Phantom Zone with Hearns Altar are some of the strongest scenes in the whole movie. So, like, you have Peter O'Toole. I mean, he was probably like, no, this is as much as I want to be in this film. <laughs> please, please let me die in the volcano or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, It's the maelstrom. Yeah, the maelstrom. Um he was probably like and uh, and uh Cena for me. But uh I w- I would have preferred him to be in way way more of the movie. Yeah, he he brought something different and and more
3: it was a little classier when he would show up. I think he he, he brought oh, yeah. a little screen presence to things.
0: Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Did you uh see another question that you wanted to get to? Oh, um I think there was one. Let me find it. My mouse is not agreeing with me, but I think there was one from Rachel. If you could retroactively add an Alex Danvers into this universe, who would you cast for her?
3: Oh my gosh. That's so hard. Cause you would, you would have to put it with somebody in the 1980s. Yeah. It would have to be somebody in the, in the eighties. So uh, so fun fact um, for Lucy Lane, uh, they had uh, originally approached Demi Moore. Oh, at the time, and she turned it down because she uh, was doing another movie.
0: So maybe Demi Moore could have... I, th- I could see her as an Alex Danvers. I could definitely see her as an Alex Danvers. I was literally just thinking of all of the actresses I knew about from the 80s. And I was like, I don't think that Molly Ringwald would be a good Alex <laughs> Danvers. Demi Moore is a much better one. Uh, I
3: mean, maybe Winona Ryder.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: I could see a Winona Is that Rider. too too early in the 80s uh, for Winona? It, she she it might be a little
0: been, young. She was maybe more of a, like, a, a 90s, early 90s personality. Yeah. But
3: I, I'd sort of, uh, after I learned that about Demi
0: Moore, I was like, hmm, how different would that have been? It
3: um, have been
0: a little different. M- Melody says another one that I was going to say, which is Ali Sheedy. Which I thought of because, again, my touchstone is the, the breakfast, breakfast club. So I was just going to make my way through the cast. I was like, <laughs> is Judd Nelson available? Can we get Judd in there? <laughs> who, who would
3: you, who, uh, who would play, uh, who would Jud Nelson play? That's a good question. Ethan,
0: maybe? He could be Ethan. He could be Wait, Ethan. Would that make like, Ethan better? Like a tough Ethan. <laughs> Ethan from the wrong, wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> would that be better? Would you prefer that? I think I would prefer that, actually. <laughs> I think you would have like a little, a little more character. Like a, a little bit of a bad boy in there? Yeah, like, a little bad boy vibe. It's like, oh, it's me, Ethan.
3: <laughs> uh, so uh, if you could see a, f- a sequel uh, to this film in particular, uh, what would you want to see? Like, if you, if you had the power mm. to go back and say, hey, this was a super successful
0: movie and everybody loved it, let's make another one. The universally beloved Supergirl. Um, <laughs> interesting. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I was really interested, even though, obviously, the whole city was wrapped in the saran wrap, and that's mm. dangerous. But I wanted to know more about Argo City. Uh, clearly, they didn't have the budget for space stuff uh, because... We saw the movie, but, uh, but I would have liked more, more Argo city stuff. I thought that was, that stuff was interesting. So maybe like a version of the, the sequel, she would be back in Argo city and then maybe she'd have to go to earth for something, or maybe it takes place all on Argo city. I don't know.
3: The only thing is Argo city is, it seems small, it seems like there's not a lot going on there. I, I, I mean, want to know some interpretive dance. They have
0: math classes. I mat want to know, know more about the interpretive dance. Like what was that? <laughs> it's just like, Oh, <laughs> just a lot of rolling of shoulders. It seems I bet they are so stress-free there. It's like a lot of like hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, what else do they have to do there? No, right? Not much. Uh, so I don't know how much you could do with Argo city for me personally. Uh, The idea of getting to see Superman and Supergirl together would have been really cool. And even though I like that her movie is her own thing, I think in a sequel, you could probably get away with teaming up with Superman. Because after you've kind of proven that she can carry her own film, I think think that would have been really fun. Uh, Unfortunately, that never happened. But I think that's what I would have wanted to do.
0: And I would have loved to see Helen Slater and Christopher Reeves. Like That would have been so cool. I think they would have been really good together.
3: Uh, let's see. Do we have any other questions? We can wrap it up here in a few minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Donna says Phoebe Cates for Alex Danvers. Oh, that's I can really, see that. That's that's a that's a good. Uh, oh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, also a good casting choice. Ooh, I like this one. Joe from the Facts of Life. Nancy oh, McKeon. that's a good one. That would have been. I, yeah, she would have. She would have been able to do it. She would have been pretty popular at that point. Uh, yeah, Facts of, Facts of Life ran from nine. Don't ask me how I know this. I'm a huge Facts of Life fan. <laughs> it ran from 1979 to I think 1988. Uh, so this would have been like peak Joe time. So I'm I'm ah. surprised she wasn't a, a a contender. I've actually never seen the Facts of Life. <gasps> I know. Morgan, that hurts my heart. Don't watch season one. Season one, you, although it does have Molly Ringwald in it.
0: <laughs> my
3: girl. <laughs> Fun fact, Molly Ringwald was one of the girls at Eastland uh, in season one. Uh, watch from like season two to season four. That's really all, I think. That's uh, that's all you need to watch of that show. <laughs> uh, let's see. Any other
0: questions? Uh, let's see. I was trying to this isn't a question so much as a comment, but there isn't a, a no gazebo in that Argo. Uh, is, is it good? Is a good? It definitely couldn't be evil. Cause they don't have
3: gazebos <laughs> in the first place. Um, yeah. but I think it is. Would you think that the whole thing was a gazebo?
0: <sighs> you just blew my mind
3: <laughs> <laughs> because it has levels and it has a ceiling, but it's an open space. Have we so, all been in a gazebo this whole time? <laughs> I mean, so I think the open space sort of reflects a gazebo i don't I don't know i I think that maybe <laughs> that's that's the vibe I'm getting. That was too deep for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay, let's see anything else. Um uh, I'm trying to see there's a lot of comments. uh sorry that we couldn't get to these things uh. While we were in our debate, uh, it seems like a lot of people are mad that I've never seen the Facts of Life. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm, sorry. Up- it's I'm a, sorry. It's upsetting. It cuts me on a deeply personal <laughs> level that you've not seen one of my favorite uh, TV shows. Although, it, again, very 80s TV show, so you kind of have to go into it. But a fun fact: Facts of Life was super popular when it was when it was in its peak. It was one I of remember. the one of the top ten rated shows on the television. Wow. Uh it kind of took a nosedive the older it got. There Aww. was a weird there was a weird period where they were selling like novelty items in a store. It was that's <laughs> that's not the best uh iteration of facts of life. Um, okay. Well, I think we might wrap it up here. Um, oh yeah. Morgan uh, Young George Clooney is on the Facts of Life, so that's a good reason what? to watch it. <laughs> he kind of comes Large. on when when the when the show kind of takes a downturn. Uh, they they oh were like, "No, George,
0: what did you do?" <laughs> uh, well,
3: they, I think George was brought on to sort of save the show a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, so that is uh, the fun fact about that. Okay, so um, I guess we should wrap it up here. We've done a lot of talking about uh, Supergirl the movie, and uh, thank you guys for hanging in here with us while we sort of did this experimental uh uh format for supergirl Radio. It's a little different. I don't know if we'll ever do a debate again. It was super stressful, uh, but I think <laughs> <laughs> but I think we did a good job of trying to argue our positions. Uh so I think we we managed to pull it off. Um okay so let's get to uh some news items and some plugs and uh Morgan if you will help me uh so we can be, be really super profesh. Um I'm going into the banners. <laughs> if you, if you go into brand and oh. go to the over overlay section, all you have to do is click on it and click off to to pull it off. So that's that's okay. where I'm, you're going to hang out in the overlay section uh okay. while I read some information. Okay. Oh, hold on. I might need to Oh
0: no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> my my mouse has been very uh finicky tonight. Okay, I think I've, I I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Trust okay. <laughs> All right. So this is very
3: important. And I think you'll be able to intuitively, uh, uh, know which one to pick okay so so that everybody knows supergirl radio is going to be taken next week a week off because of Thanksgiving and some of the, the stuff going on with that uh, but we'll we'll be back with another live stream on December 1st at 8 o'clock uh going to 10 30 p.m Eastern because we're going to be doing a fundraiser for rain the rape abuse and incest National network which is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization uh, we're going to be having some listener-led segments which is very exciting we've got some People just to give you a little tease, uh, we've got some people talking about the super pets. Uh, We're going to have a segment uh, including maybe uh, your boy Comet. Uh, There's going to be some super pet stuff, some Danvers sister stuff. Uh, There may be some legal consultants talking about obsidian and uh, Mm -hmm. some of some of the (laughs) uh, questionable practices there. And I think we're going to also dive into the uh, science of Supergirl uh, on the CW and some of the questionable things that uh, (laughs) go along with that. So uh, we've got some uh, listener-led segments. And if you guys have anything that you would like to contribute in terms of donations, go to fundraiserainorg slash Supergirl Radio and give anything you can. We're trying to get to $300 and we're about halfway there. So if you want to go ahead and give before the fundraiser, feel free to do so and uh tell your friends pass the link along uh but we're going to have a really good time and uh enjoy the uh listener led segments uh that are going to be coming in and we're, we'll we Morgan and I'll do a little wrap up for the last 30 minutes and uh we'll we'll uh, uh have our own little fundraiser All right. And so that's going to be on December 1st. And then on December 8th at 9 p.m. We'll be live and wired to discuss the Katie McGrath Christmas movie titled A Princess (laughs) for Christmas, which is currently streaming on Netflix. So if you don't want to, we're going to be doing a spoiler filled review and discussion. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you probably want to come prepared. Just (laughs) this is your homework. I mean, maybe you could kind of guess uh, where that movie is going to be heading. Uh, but uh, what happens at the it, end? Maybe is it
0: Christmas? Is it a princess? I don't know. I'll find out. You'll <laughs> have to. You'll have to go to Netflix. I think and watch it's it. Katie. I think it's Katie McGraw in some uh, festive sweaters. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. <laughs> Maybe we should make a PowerPoint about that. Um, yes, just all the sweaters in A Princess for Christmas. Watch <laughs> there only be one now. <laughs> I've cursed us.
3: <laughs> uh, fun fact, I read that all of the little uh, toboggans, the little uh, skull caps that she wears, uh, her mother knitted those. Uh, so that's really cute about that movie. Uh, uh, we'll we'll have more trivia about that <laughs> on December 8th at 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Um, so come prepared with your... Uh, your um, your Christmas, your ugliest Christmas sweater that you that you want to wear and uh, maybe a, a hot cup of cocoa and enjoy some Christmas fun with us on December 8th. And I think that's going to be our final Supergirl Radio podcast episode for 2020. Uh, so mm-hmm. don't expect anything uh, for the rest of the year, but we'll be back in January 2021 with new
0: episodes. Uh, I mean, so it, it, to me, it feels like the right way to go out is a princess for Christmas.
3: <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, people seem to really like this movie i uh i've uh confession i've already watched it so i've already spoiled myself for it um you know i was i was bored i had a couple couple hours one day and i was like well might as well watch this uh so it is very christmassy and uh so if you're in the in the spirit i know people are already like halloween just ended and people are just (laughs) moving into christmas
0: so if if you're one of those people you'll you'll enjoy that time is a flat circle this year listen whatever gets you through (laughs)
3: uh uh, rachel asked when is the 300th episode um that's gonna i think come in january we're pretty close uh so expect that our early 2021 uh i'm currently editing the montage right now um i've got a whole sequence of just morgan's (laughs) hope voice i've got hope speeches (laughs) Uh, I've got all kinds of good stuff in the montage. So uh, that will be coming up. Uh, we might have a, a comic or girl poster associated with the 300th episode. So there's going to be some fun mm. stuff coming out for that. Um, uh, Nicole also says, follow the princess for Cr- uh, Christmas Twitter account. Uh, yeah. If, oh. if you like the movie, uh, the Twitter account they have is pretty active and uh, they like to share fun facts about the movie and stills and things. So definitely <laughs> give them a follow. We'll put that in the show notes. Nice. And uh, let's see, what else do we have going on? So I think that's going to uh, kind of kind of do it so that we have two live streams left, two uh, episodes of the podcast left. So remember December 1st and December 8th. And so we're going to do a fundraiser and then we're going to end the year with uh, a cheesy Katie McGrath Christmas movie. And I think,
0: <laughs> I think you guys will enjoy that. And you can donate to the fundraiser anytime. Like if you can't make it on that day... Um, why didn't you clear out your calendar? Come on, aren't we friends? But you can still donate to uh to our supergirl radio rain fundraiser at yeah. fundraise.rain.org slash supergirl radio. Yeah, and
3: I think that'll be a, a good way to close out the year, do something sort of um Good for some other people during the Christmas season. So if you do have the capability and the um, the funds to help, anything anything would help. A dollar, five dollars, you don't have to give much. Uh, so it all adds up. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, if you are able to give, please do so. That would be uh, really appreciated. All right. So Morgan, uh, you want to, you want to get those banners ready, be real okay, I'm as ready. i we close this out. All right, cool. Well, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252 and make sure to write in, call in before Tuesdays at 6 30 PM Eastern. We'll probably take a little bit of feedback in the, um, Christmas uh a princess for Christmas uh episodes so we'll probably get to some emails there we'll have time to do that uh you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram all at Supergirl Radio you can listen to us on iHeartRadio Spotify where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the show as well as the Supergirl the movie uh score uh you can also find us on Radio Public and Podchaser and we are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you got some time and you enjoy what we do, uh, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. You can find all the links to everything I just mentioned on the uh, right side of the page on the supergirlradio.com. You can also find the fundraise uh, the fundraising page for rain on supergirlradio.com as well. Uh and let's see let's get ready for uh the DC TV plugs. Where are they? Uh hmm. let me make sure that we take that off and let's get <laughs> to um to Amy's plugs even though they're oh, super out of date what? because uh Berlanti added a new
0: uh, Wonder Girl show. So we're can, just going to have Can he stop? Can he stop? <laughs> <laughs> can someone stop him? i'm i'm worried about him now it's intervention time he's somebody needs to sit him down and be like greg greg we all love you here stop making superhero shows it's too many now it's too many (laughs) he's getting a little out
3: of control greg berlanti you need to cool it um so uh (laughs) we're gonna have to redo the plugs all over again because we're we're super out of date at this point but uh let amy tell you all about the dcv plugs supergirl radio is part of the dctv podcast network so if you're interested in the flash black lightning legends of tomorrow batwoman titans stargirl green lantern strange adventures and the upcoming superman and lois series or dctv after dark make sure to follow dctv podcasts on social media and subscribe to the podcast mega feed if
1: you want all those podcasts in one place
3: thank you to amy <laughs> from the legends of tomorrow podcast for uh recording that for us on the fly and uh for it's being such a good one. Voice. yes she's she's so good all right, well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Kid. I may do a new uh, Snyder Cut trailer-y thing uh, for my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Uh because uh, Zack Snyder dropped another version of the first trailer he released for the Snyder Cut, but it has a few new shots and a, a little bit different look to it. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll put something up on my YouTube channel about that, but you can follow me uh, at those places.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MojoTastic, and you can also find me as a co-host on DCTV After Dark, as well as the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. On the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, we just uh, dove back into actually talking about the show that we podcast about uh, after quite a long break, and we were talking about aliens. So we actually talked about aliens for such a long amount of time that we had to cut the episode into two parts. Uh, So sorry about that and a lot of alien content for you. So in part one that uh, got released, uh, Kat takes us through the storied history of DC uh, comic aliens. And then in part two, uh, Amy takes us through pop culture aliens while I give you the real story about actual aliens. Now, listen, I'm not hyping this up, but I do tell you whether or not aliens exist. And so you're going to (laughs) want to (laughs) listen. (laughs) I I I didn't do much research. I did a lot of like, I watched a couple of different documentaries. Um, I didn't watch ancient aliens, but I did read a very informative article about ancient aliens. Did you know that the history channel show ancient aliens, I'm giving away free content here from the podcast was originally uh, like a two hour special that was supposed to tie into the Indiana Jones movie. Kingdom. The Crystal (laughs) (laughs) skull. That's. Yep not my favorite though
3: so it has aliens
0: in there it does have aliens for
3: some reason um i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to totally take credit for this episode of the legends of tomorrow podcast but uh i feel like i pitched these ideas to you guys
0: you did you did we were Mm -hmm. talking and, and you were like you know what you should do is you should just like do the dc aliens but you should also do like the pop culture aliens and then probably some of the real aliens And i was like hmm Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just filed that away and then i was like God i've got a great idea <laughs> so you're welcome uh
3: also it's a dream so it's great been enjoying it uh we have some questions for you morgan uh is a uh, dctv <laughs> after dark coming
0: back that is a great question uh it should be <laughs> we should be posting an episode soon uh hilariously we recorded an episode like Probably more than a month ago, and we just haven't posted it. Um, but we <laughs> we have an, we have an interview with Rachel from the Batwoman podcast. It's a great interview, and we're gonna get that to you someday. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I definitely look forward to that whenever you all decide to release it. Uh, so we'll have to have that to look. We're just forward. trying to get people really hype about it. Like, <laughs> get ready for it. It's coming sometime. Sometime soon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for this uh, Supergirl radio. uh, Great debate of Supergirl the movie. And uh, thank you for joining us and voting and uh, being with us to talk about this movie. And uh, we will be back with another live stream on December 1st.
0: DC TV podcast there's too many now! exclamation point (laughs) is being becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus i don't know it does seem snug i mean they say you are what you eat oh Oh, no so i do a podcast called supergirl radio and one of our segments is lena luther boardroom or ballroom because she looks like a boss in this coat
1: is nasty luther
2: like a different luther It's not just Lena being mean.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio.